We keep things rolling right along here on this Tuesday morning. Darren Donick and Chase, Darren McFarland, Chase McCabe alongside Willie Donick out in Vegas tonight. Predators and Golden Knights, 9 o'clock puck drop. I'll have pregame for you starting at 8 and everything heard right here on ESPN 1025, the game. Hello, David Poyle, Predators general manager. David, how you doing? Hello, I'm good, Darren. How are you guys doing today? We are doing fantastic. A nice, finally, some comfortable weather here in our area, which is nice. Okay, well, I'm out in Vegas uh, with uh, with Willie, and the weather's nice here, but uh, my mind is uh, on hockey, so uh, <laughs> we'll have to put the weather aside for a bit here. No doubt about it. By the way, David Poyle, every week brought to you by Gary Force Acura and Cool Springs wine and spirits i have to believe you are thrilled with the production through five games from matt Deshane. i mean you know it's well-documented story he's finally here but it also has to play out on the ice and through five games it has and it looks really good yeah it certainly has i mean he's uh, as they say he's made other players better he's made um another line better actually our our offense is everything that we'd uh hoped for and dreamed dreamed about uh uh so all of that is is great it's I, I i love the offense that we're bringing the you know the, the the chances that we're getting and obviously the results meaning the 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 goals uh it's real interesting because as we've talked about last year when all the things that were good with the predators from goaltending defensive play penalty killing all of those uh, areas except we just couldn't get anything going offensively um you know, to to really you know put teams away, and and again, our power play was the worst in the league. So our power play has been good, and we've been scoring goals. Now, yeah. the flip side of that, unfortunately, is now we're giving up a lot more more goals, and we're not as sound uh, defensively as we as we were last year. I mean, I guess that's uh, that's life, isn't it? To say you get one thing and you lose another thing, but I I really truly believe that uh, the defensive part of the game is with within our. Our, our skill set, uh, our, our, how we play, and the abilities of our, our players. Um, the flip side of that is, I'm not sure you can just you know teach offense. I think you that is uh, an area that you have to have the skill. So that's the good news is we got the offense, and Matthew Shane has been a big part of that. The bad news at the moment is we're giving up way too much. So probably there's a, this the middle ground there. If we can find that, we should be in uh, we should be in good shape. I feel like you just answered my my follow up, and and thank you for that because. I said that on these airwaves yesterday, and I wanted to ask you. You're the Hall of Fame hockey mind, and you're the general manager. I said, look, are there concerns right now on the back end? Yeah, there's been some breakdowns. There's been some turnovers. Play hasn't been great in front of the goalies, especially UC Saros the last couple of outings. He hasn't been playing at his best that we've seen. But you traded exactly what you said. You trade away a top defenseman and you get a top score, so you gain something in one area, you lose something in the other, so you knew that. But with that being said, to me, you can't teach off. It's like you can't just teach goal scoring. Either it's there or it's not, but you can coach and teach things on the back end, the blue line. Is that? I think you just said that. Is that fair to say? I, I, I think I just uh, said that, and you – you you said it real well. <laughs> also, I'm I'm uh, again I'm happy with with oh, I guess the, I'd say the, the the dynamics of our club and the possibilities that we have with this new offense. Uh, having said that, you know we're not going to win uh, on a consistent basis if we play uh, like we did in L.A. and give up as much as we did in L.A. Uh, you know 
it's 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 throwing uh, the Washington game, you know, six five. It's throwing, uh, uh, you know, the LA game when we came back and it's, we made it four four. Unfortunately, we lost in the, in the last minute to LA. But um, there's got to be there's got to be some adjustment there to uh, to uh, you know to to play the the right way, I guess. The other part of it is that we've been uh, again, which is not ideal in the in a couple of games like LA, we're behind four one in Washington. Uh, we're behind four two. These are you know, going into the third period. I mean, it's fantastic to come back and beat Washington and score four goals in the third period. It was unbelievably exciting to come back uh, to tie LA 4-4, and I think every man on our team thought we were going to win that game. But that's not really the right formula for, um, you know, for a successful uh, team the whole year. So I'd like to, you know, play a little bit closer to the vest uh, with our skill set, take the opportunity to get the lead, and then, you know, play play that way i think we'd be have a much uh that would be a much better formula for us than what sort of happened in the first uh you know five games this this year but uh, again for the probably the third time i'm i you know we didn't have the offense that we needed last year it appears that we have it uh this year and i think that that enhances our chances so i like where we are we just have to refine our game a little bit david poyle predator general manager on the line with us his weekly every tuesday at this time, so let's talk about a little bit more on the back end. Dante Fabro has been has received so much praise for his body of work to this point, rightfully so. But there's also been through five games we've seen this year. Now his role has increased. We know that, and so there's been times when you see, you know, the I guess that those rookie moments. How, how do you manage that as an organization? Because you know that's going to happen. And I also want to ask you. To, you, to this point, how do you feel about your third D pairing, whoever that may be? Yeah, I think with Dante, it's uh, been mostly uh, mostly good. But again, you're you're bang on in your point. I mean, there's been a couple of hiccups in uh, different uh, moments, different parts of uh, games. The good news always seems to be that Dante is uh, very coachable. He learns uh, real fast. Uh, he does not, uh, I'd say. Uh, totally lose it when he makes a mistake. I think he recovers uh, quickly. So I like all of the, all the things I like about Dante. I mean, ideally, are we, are we playing him, you know, too much? And we talked about this in the off season after we traded, you know, Subban, would he be better suited to play a little bit lesser role right now? You know, the answer to that could be uh, yes. And so that goes into our third pair. And I think, uh, you know, Coach Lavalette's going to have to you know, probably, uh, rely on Hamhus, Irwin, and Weber a little bit more as as Dante, you know, learns learns his way here. So maybe there should be a little bit more ice time for for those guys. I'm not sure exactly uh, what what uh, Lavi is thinking about in that that situation, but um, you know, again, for so many years now, we've been a top four defense uh, team. In other words, the top two pairings get so much more ice time than the third pair. Maybe there has to be a little bit of adjustment uh, there. I, again, I think we have the experience here with uh, you know Hamus, Irwin, and Weber that uh, that they can play higher if if need be. So, um, you know, I, I guess the, the feeling right now, this is bottom line, is that you know Fabro is going to be a real good player, and I think we probably should live a little bit with the, the odd hiccup here and there. But mm-hmm. overall, I I think we're we're pretty happy with him. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, last thing on my end, I've seen in the last fifteen minutes or so, Adam Vingan from the Athletic put out that. Uh, you guys have placed Daniel Carr on waivers. Can, is that one? I have not seen that anywhere else. Is have you guys put him on waivers? Yeah. Yes, we have. That's uh, just as a like a half hour ago, something like that, fifteen minutes ago, actually. 
So what, uh, that's a 24-hour process. Uh, he will. He's with our club here in Vegas, and um, we fly after the game tonight to uh, to Arizona. He will go with us um, at tomorrow at 11 uh, a.m. Central Time. He will either clear waivers or he will be picked up by another team. And at that point in time, I will have a couple of decisions to make. If he clears, to, uh, whether we send him to Milwaukee or if, uh, you know, depending on how our game goes tonight, whether we play well, you know, guys play well, whether the coach wants to make a uh, make a lineup change, he, he, could, he could be playing in Arizona or he could be going to Milwaukee. So the, the thought process there is that he has, he's worked hard during uh, – training camp and he's got in a couple of games but he was a leading scorer in the american hockey league and that we we need and want production that's what we think he can do to chip in offensively and it just hasn't happened for him in this conversation with him yesterday i mean he was he was disappointed uh that i approached him about being on waivers but on the other hand i think he's fully realizes that his scheme just this and there is whether it's his confidence i mean he was a little bit uh you know just upset that he hasn't performed to the level that he knows he can so our our, our our play here, our hope is that uh, he will clear waivers, get down in Milwaukee, get his scoring uh, back up to where it was, and give us an opportunity to, to recall him and maybe put him in when um, when he's got his total game together. But as of now, you don't plan to call anyone up for tonight's game? You're just going to wait and see how the process plays out for tomorrow? No. Rocco Grimaldi, who missed the last game, is ready to go tonight. So we have uh, four lines, 12 healthy forwards, and that's what we'll go for tonight. And like everything else, we reassess after every every game. So Carr could be back in the lineup as soon as tomorrow night in Arizona, or he could be in Milwaukee. That's uh, that's how the the NHL works. David Poyle, Preds general manager, here with us on Darren Donick and Chase. So one thing that that I I have been curious about of when you had the initial roster for the season, you had twenty two instead of the twenty three. What what is the idea behind that? I know that so much depth on this team. You want to give guys an opportunity to play in Milwaukee. Is that pretty much what it is or is there something else to it uh that's pretty much what it what it is i mean you uh, our schedule is a little bit light here at the beginning of the season also where we're not playing uh any back-to-back games or you know our travel is like for let's say for example uh tonight we needed to get another player after the the game tonight well you know we have an off day tomorrow so there'll be plenty of time to fly somebody in from milwaukee to to Arizona and you know vice versa we play in Arizona and we come home and you could get somebody on Friday if you needed somebody for Saturday against Florida uh, so yes always uh, when we're talking about our younger players uh, we would certainly want them to be playing so this is a you know prime example with uh, you know Daniel Carr he's you know he's he's uh, he's had some experience but he hasn't played that much in the NHL and uh, we really feel that uh, he if we get that if we get him down to Milwaukee that he should get in the real good positions get some goals, get some assists, get some more confidence. And then when the opportunity presents itself again, call him up and hopefully the next time he'll be in a better position to be more successful. David, a player that we talked to you a lot about in the off season and you were very supportive of, and, and that's Kyle Turris. And through the first five games, you know, being uh, having the team here for most of that has been beneficial because you can see so much more when you're watching it with your own two eyes and not on TV. I feel like I've seen an improvement in him. I, I've seen his confidence start to return. What have you see out of, seen out of Kyle Turris thus far? I, I, w- I would agree. I think, uh, uh, again, it was a, a, it's probably a little bit of a uh, slow slow process. I mean, he's playing in, a, in an area in a position that's a little bit new to him, meaning he's playing a little bit further down in the lineup than he uh, usually has. I would hope that Kyle could take that as a positive, that 
Um, he's still playing with good players, and he's getting you know good matchups, which might give him an opportunity to um, to do more things offensively. He scored the winning goal uh, the other night in our in our, our game at home. Um, I, I, I think it's I think it's coming. Uh, again, it's uh, he just probably needs to get a little I'd say a little bit lucky. I mean, he had a, uh, the other night he had two great opportunities to to score and you know it just didn't didn't happen for him and you know it's we all know in in, the, in this game and in life sometimes it's just the you know uh, the difference between a couple of inches here and there of uh, things uh, either going in or not not going in and uh, you know I, I think Kyle's working you know real hard he just uh, probably it's still a little bit of you know confidence when you've you know when you you haven't had that success for a fair amount of time so uh, I hope he just sticks with it, and um, I, I hope he gets a little bit of a break here and there because, uh, again, I, I can just—I I think it could be such a positive thing for us and for for Kyle for where he is in the lineup. And if uh, again, if he could start uh, scoring and creating offense, it would just open up so much for our team and, and just make us that much more dangerous. So I think progress, and uh, hopefully it just continues and you know continues tonight and in Vegas a big game for us tonight. I know Darren brought up the Duchesne line and playing with Philip Forsberg and Mikhail Granlin and just the success that they have had. But I've liked what I've seen out of the Johansson line as well with Victor Arvidsson and then Callie Yarncroke has been up there. What's been your assessment of them? Yeah, good uh, good change. Uh, nothing uh, like Craig Smith played there for the first uh, three or four games. But, but yeah, Yarny's been up there. It seems to be a, a good fit for him. Uh, he's a real, real hard worker, uh, smart. I guess you could say more of a safe, safe player. Uh, probably allows, <clears throat> you know, Joey and Arvey to, to be, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, uh, to, to maybe cheat a little bit more uh, offensively because Yarn is a good, reliable uh, player. But uh, they seem to have uh, some, some chemistry in a couple of games together. They seem to uh, Yarny's game has certainly looked better there than it had when he was playing on a different line. So. Um, I feel pretty confident about those first two lines right now. David, appreciate the visit as always. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. All right. That Bye-bye. is Predators General Manager David Poyle every Tuesday at 1115, and he is brought to you by Gary Force Acura in Cool Springs Wine and Spirits. A very important announcement that we want to make that's going to happen every thursday on the show on the other side we're very excited about this and we want to tell you about it on the other side of darren donick and chase espn 1025 the game